Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Angela. I'm very honored to be with you today. And just taking a moment to center in and begin in prayer. With a hand on my heart, just taking in a deep breath. A breath of gratitude, a breath of centering, a breath of remembrance. Grateful to come to this sacred space within each of ourselves and within our greater community. Grateful for this opportunity to connect, to commune, to share, to support each other on our sacred journeys. Grateful for our beloved teacher guiding the flock out in front of us, calling us all home to ourselves. So grateful for all the lessons, the blessings, the challenges we are facing right now and holding each other up in the light, the truth of who we are. So grateful that God is and that love is all that there truly is. So blessing this call that it may be a healing and beneficial opportunity for all of us, we open up to share authentically. And so we just bless all those who will share today and all those who will listen later. With deep gratitude, we say amen. Okay, so I will unmute everybody. And again, you guys are so awesome. You know the drill. I'm just here holding the space, monitoring the noise. But uh, by now, you're so good at monitoring yourself. So I'll just go ahead and unmute everybody. So here we go. So you can go ahead and and uh, take turns greeting. Okay, unmute it. Good morning, Margo here. Good morning, Hi, it's Maggie here. Hello from Mary. Hello, Hello from Lars. Hi from West Coast, Nancy. It's Lawrence in Boston. Hi, this is Chris from San Diego this minute, and in this 24 hours, I'll be in Cincinnati. Good morning, it's Carla from Portland, Oregon. Hey, it's Maggie. Um, I'll start out real quick. Um, I just wanted to take a minute and I guess um, maybe just put out there what I've been feeling since I think I tend to not share that much. (laughs) So um, anyway, um, it's funny. I've had this week off of work because of spring break at our school. And 
um, I thought it'd be good a good idea to start some mindfulness practices, which have been that's been something I've been wanting to integrate more often into my day, whether meditation or just stopping, you know, kind of trying to be conscious of what I'm feeling or, you know, just being more mindful during the day. So anyway, um, it started out great at the beginning of the week, but by, I guess, Wednesday, um, I started things started getting a little busier and a lot more going on and things to remember. And I dropped some of the practices that I was starting to incorporate and I went into autopilot and I was talking with Linda on Thursday night and I heard myself going on the complain train, (laughs) just, you know, Oh, I feel like this and like that. And um, all these negative things I felt like I was feeling. And I realized after the, call that we have, I've realized over the past day or so um, that I have finally been aware of some of the things that I'm feeling. Um, You know, it just seems to me that it's not really acceptable to feel those things, and I have suppressed a lot of it down for so many years that increasing the mindfulness made me much more aware of it and once I slowed down on those practices the judgments and old beliefs really came screaming through and and I really felt a lot of suffering from hanging on to those things so I just feel really grateful for the I guess for the space the whole community creates to allow those um, feelings and situations just to arise and just to be to be able to experience that without um, falling falling into such a pit of despair that I was used to falling into. And um, I also really appreciate prayer partners because, um, you know, sometimes you just don't have somebody else to bounce these things off of in your regular, you know, relationships. Um, in the same way you can with a prayer partner. So I I guess I'm speaking out in gratitude <laughs> today to the whole community and and also for some of the awarenesses that are coming up this week. Uh, well, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you saying that, Becky, because that really helps remind me <laughs> of where I am, too, all the time, reminding myself and grateful and reminding myself and <laughs> grateful. It's a, it seems like it keeps going round and round, but I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Maggie, this is Nancy from... Um Southern California, and just how how um, serendipitous that you brought that up this week. I've really been brought face to face with my feelings, and I realized that I have suppressed them and denied them in so many ways my whole life. And like being allowing myself to feel those human feelings was less than spiritual. And I realized that I think being in this human body, that's that's one of our tools is to feel our feelings. I guess I'm just kind of beginning to understand and appreciate them and 
trying even to love them. So it's kind of new to me this week after being alive for over 60 years that I am learning to try to embrace them. Wow, I'm really grateful for you both speaking because what it brings up in me is that I go to a, a meeting on Friday. And Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I go to a meeting on Friday and there's, um, I have plenty of judgments about this uh, this one guy. He's He's determined. Not to see it. I, I know that's my judgment, and that's maybe that's, and and I need I would like to be more accepting and forgiving of myself for 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 that because uh, I think he and so what you're saying is really um, triggering that in me as well, and so I would really. Like some prayers around that, because what I'm seeing is I'm judging him for what he is, what he's showing, and really he's just a reflection of myself. And I know that's so. I'm um, so grateful for his forum and for um, people's willingness to speak up because um that really helps me uh, helps me see what's going on in my life. So thank you. Carla, I can totally relate to what you were just saying about, you know, the judgment you had about the person at the meeting because those were the types of things I found myself experiencing after going through being more mindful and allowing my feelings I went into that mode of judging instead, and I realized how they were connected, how blocking the feelings led to my voicing or the thoughts of judgment about others or myself. And, um, yeah, so I'll definitely hold everyone in prayer as I pray over this situation or over this experience. And how awesome it is when one heals, we all heal. Maggie, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't agree with your beginning assessment that you don't share very much. I I feel I have not been sharing very much lately, mm-hmm. especially in Jennifer's classes, and uh, I think you've been sharing a lot. So. I guess that's one, of my, that's one of my judgments, I guess. <laughs> this is Chris here. Um, I did years and years and years of work <laughs> on feelings because uh, there was the compassionate communication classes we went to. And I had to carry around a 
list of feelings and practice them because I didn't I knew I felt something but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And but their formula is I'm feeling because I would like. Mm-hmm. And that helps you to get clear on it. You know, I'm feeling in um and bad and good are not feelings. So they're kind of judgments. You can use the words but not connected with the feeling. And you figure out the feeling because I would like and in that because I would like, you don't have judgments because the feelings, you know, it, it, they used to say, I think because I am, it's I feel, or I think therefore I am, it's I feel therefore I am. So you you can't, you know, feelings get you in touch with things, at least in this three-dimensional experience, but um, it's I'm feeling because I would like, and um, and you can go through because I would like, I would like, I would like. Okay, okay, okay. And then you get clear on what it is that you're, I'm not allowed to say that word, wanting in the situation, what you would like in the situation. So, but, um, it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> help. I, I had a, really, I know my sister-in-law got me in touch with the fact that I'm, you know, German descent, and Germans have very few feeling words. And hmm. um, my parents, I don't even know if, you know, feeling is scary. Well, it is scary if you not if you don't have a if you don't have a tool, and that's one of my tools that is not locked in my in my case. Thank you. That's really helpful. But you know what? You can you can do it with another person to help you. You know, you say I'm feeling it, and and then the thing that's great about the community is because you have we have people you can talk to who can listen to what's going on and have no judgments, criticism, or blame, blame, and they don't collude. So we don't want to collude. So you, mm-hmm. you can talk about things. Yeah. You know, um, Mary and I had a discussion about uh, a teacher that's doing the class with her, and we were trying to be real clear on not colluding and making her bad, but there is actually something that, you know, that needs to be done and you 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 got to do it out of love, but yeah. the facts, you know, the things are there that we have to figure out without saying, "Oh, she's just a dummy," you know. And uh, you can get people to say that if you want them to, but <laughs> but that's what I value with you know with the community is you don't collude. So. So, Chris, basically, I could say I feel ashamed because I forgot about my prayer call with my prayer partner, which is you, and and because I because you like, would like. Wait a minute. Wait because, a minute. I feel because I would like. So I, I would have uh, because I would because I would like her not to be mad at me or her to like me still. <clears throat> Okay, so I feel ashamed because I forgot about our prayer call, and I would like, that's hard, I would like, because I'm, I basically what I'm trying to say is I'm usually so responsible and I don't ever forget things like that, and I just could, I'm just, I felt bad that I forgot it. Mm-hmm. You were, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm right at this moment. I was looking at what you, at the process of what you were saying, and not what you, and not the feeling into it. So, um, and I feel grateful that 
I have someone who cares enough about me to um, to uh, tell me. So, but so the whole white thing is that when you're trying to figure out what you're feeling? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling because I would like. I'm sad because I would like all the people in the world to be happy and healthy and whole and perfect and complete. Or so, then I, <laughs> I'm frustrated um, because I'd like for this stupid computer to work the way it's supposed to, even though I know it's the user and not the computer. You, you're sad because you would like this computer to work in its perfect way and not give you forgiveness opportunities. What was that? Adjective of the computer? I said frustrated, Philip. No, I, what did you call the computer? I said I was feeling frustrated. We heard something else. Oh, <laughs> I promise it was not the F-bomb. Um, I feel frustrated because I'd like this. Oh, I know what I said. I feel frustrated because I'd like for this computer to work properly and not be the user's fault, meaning not be my fault because I can't figure something out. I know it's not really the computer. I know it's really my issue. I think I said something like that. You said stupid computer. <laughs> oh, stupid computer. Okay. <laughs> No, it's interesting because it's interesting our the languaging is a hint maybe to what's underneath. I'm sorry, Philip, say that again. It's possible, and I'll speak shortly on my own issue, but it's possible that that languaging that you used was a hint as to what was going on underneath. You said stupid computer. Well, you're right because I feel stupid. Because when I don't, I feel like I should know more about computing than I do. And I, I mean, I'm not like, I, I know a fair amount, but I just always, I feel stupid. It's not the computer hey, you know what? stupid. I feel I, stupid. I feel the same way. And I'm in the IT business. Wow. <laughs> and that's actually what I was going to share. So I'm going to segue into that. Um, yeah. Um, I carry around a little, instead of carrying around, it's not really my wallet, but it's the equivalent of my wallet, a little picture of when I was a young, in, I, I wish I could find an even younger picture of myself, but uh, to remind me uh, of would I do this to this child and the way I treat myself, you know, berating myself, judging myself uh, for not being enough for feeling in my job that I'm over my head and um, and it does bring up issues now I know it goes deeper than just our childhood experiences uh, we came into this world with a purpose so that's what our spiritual teachings are telling us um, but I had um, I had a reading disability as a very young child so I remember specifically feeling very very embarrassed in the equivalent of, I guess, grade two. I was brought up in Jamaica, so it was form instead of grades, but of um, not being able to read and then reading out loud in front of the class and just couldn't, and, and, it, was, and it ended up being set back to grade. So I guess I've been, and also comparing myself to my siblings, at least a couple of them, those who are very, very intelligent, and of course, comparison is comparison, however someone says. Mm. Um, 
it just it's just coming up. Um, opportunity to heal, so I uh, putting it out there for healing and because um, I have not been sharing a lot lately, I figured it's time to share more. Um, I tend to anyway. So that's it. You wait. You uh, tend to watch Philip. You you started to say you tend to, and then you stopped yourself. Oh, uh, it's it's just that whole um, struggle with my job and feeling, um, you know, above in over my head. And yet, um, it's interesting this week. Um, my coworker, who I'm totally dependent on. I feel I'm dependent on. He's going away for three weeks, and it'll be all on me. And I had a discussion with my manager, and it was. I mean, he basically said the same thing. You know, he said, you know, it's easy for you to depend on this other person when they're there, but we still have full confidence in you. So, uh, and I don't know where my ego is coming into play. Whether I need to try harder, which seems to be working in the, not working in the invisible, or what is the lesson there? Um, you know, uh, being a better able to having more confidence in troubleshooting and my and my ability is that ego or is that spirit leading me? I guess that's one of the things I'm questioning. You know, I love what, what Mary said last week because it really stuck with me all week about the self acceptance versus the self improvement. I'm just curious of how your week might go if you just totally accepted yourself as you are in this moment if that would make you feel different yeah and that's the idea of carrying that child picture I mean bringing you know when I was had that reading disability as a child you know as an adult would I judge that child where yeah, and I just want to hug them and practice with them and just say it's okay. And, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you're the same loving way when you think of a little boy having to stand up or even a high school kid in front of the class and not be able to read as quickly or, or whatever. Right. Because I know you have so much compassion in, in your heart. I, I can just tell that you do. Well, I do and I don't. I do, I do, I do, and I don't. I mean, I have the judge, the judgments. Just believe me, um, Nancy from West Coast. <laughs> yeah, I felt judged so, by you. <laughs> yeah, as a prayer partnership, I definitely judged you. And but I, I you know, and, and in this group, I often, I ask for forgiveness. Of course, I realize there's also self forgiveness going on there too, because. You know, you're on your own. You know, you're you wouldn't that wouldn't have affected you at all if you didn't have. You, we all know if we didn't have the own inner beliefs, that doesn't justify the healing. I mean, I'm sure it was brought up for me to heal because I have been very judgmental in my life because of my own insecurities. So thank you for your forgiveness and putting it out there in the community is is healing. Wow, there's so much is coming up in this call already. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. But um, but Philip, when when you talk, I, I, what came up for me is 
something actually that's resonating with me is, is that I I don't trust. I don't. That's what's my <laughs> aspiration and so my thing, right? And it's about trusting. And I realize I am not trusting myself, and I am. I'm not. I'm wanting to to hear the Holy Spirit, and I'm not, if I'm not, I'm really not. Um, happy. I'm not. I'm not feeling guided. I guess, and um, and then that experience happened where I went to Whole Foods and I just grabbed it. It was a little stupid. It was not stupid. But it was just a little thing. Did it mean anything? I don't know. I I don't know. But all I know is that for me, I lifted my heart because. I don't know if you know, remember my, my post is that I walked in, I grabbed some change because I didn't have any money, and I walked in, and I got some rice, and I realized it's expensive rice. And I'm like, I don't know if I have enough money. And I counted my money, and it was $4.05 in change that I grabbed. And the amount of the rice was four oh one, And so it, I realized from that experience in this conversation that I wasn't trusting. And sometimes when I do things, I don't know that I'm being guided or I don't trust that everything is going to be fine. And uh, I'm I'm afraid. I'm fearful. I'm a little scared and I judge whatever. Because I'm fearful, I'm judging stuff. And... I'm realizing maybe I sh- I I would like I would be interested in feeling more trusting trusting myself and that whether I feel guided or not maybe I am <laughs> I had no idea that what was going on with that rice, but something happened kind of wonderful, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's Mary. I, um, uh, you know, everything in our lives is just such a good reminder that mm-hmm. um, to be the love that we are. And I'm doing the daily workbooks, and yesterday it was Lesson 93, Light and joy and peace abide in me. My sinlessness is guaranteed by God. And I was just saying that all day, you know, every hour, I reminded myself on the hour, light and joy and peace abide in me. My sinlessness is guaranteed by God. You know, and within a couple hours, I just had it down, and I I really, just really reinforced it to myself how much better my day is when I'm centered um, on the Christ consciousness. You know, just redirecting my thoughts continuously, sometimes a million times an hour, when that self-judgment or uh, trustlessness or unworthiness comes up, you know, just to redirect it. But it takes continuous, continuous effort. And, you know, it was, um, 
at first it was kind of exhausting, but then it just it just flowed for me. You know, it was like a broken record. I wasn't going to hear anything else. But light and love and joy and peace abide in me. That's what we are. That's what I am. Right now, when my mind wanders, I just keep coming back to that. And it just felt very nurturing. I felt like my soul was nurtured and my spirit was just, you know, patting myself on, on the shoulder or the back. You know, kudos. It's it's okay. You know, you're not your body. <laughs> you really are your eternal spirit. You really are love. I just had to remind myself of that. So, thank you. Well, I think that word, even though the Course says all words are symbols of symbols, um, I think that word does is like one of the most root causes of all of our issues. Well, well you know, uh, sin, uh, my sinlessness, my innocence is guaranteed by right. God. Yeah, sinlessness or innocence. That's right. God doesn't even see these things that we're picking ourselves apart for. Doesn't even exist in the mind of God. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not smart enough. That's enough of that. Uh, of judging myself as not being enough in some way. You know, being sinful or not innocent or not perfect, just the way I am. Mm-hmm. I just so, had a thought that, I'm sorry, I'll be fast. I just had a quick thought that came up, and that was really if we really believe that we're one with God and God, mm-hmm. we're God and God is us, it's like, would we tell God that you're not smart enough, God? <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what we're saying to ourselves when we mm-hmm. set ourselves off. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, because it dawned on me, do I tell myself I can do something as often as I tell myself I can't do something? I don't think so. I would like to do that. I would like to tell myself more often that I can do something that that's, that I'm capable, even if it doesn't appear like it. That doesn't mean anything. What I see. And maybe I would add, as as long as we're not attached to how it looks. Mm. Yes. Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And even if we are attached to how it looks in that moment, it's only mm. a moment. And this, that helps us shift you know, out of that disturbing um, illusion, you know, we can just quickly dispel that disturbing illusion of fear. What's wrong with that in that moment? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point because Lars always says, you know, no matter what we do, it's it's all okay. And I, I still haven't finished that in personal life book, but I'm getting that very much from that book. No matter what we do, it's all guided. Hi, uh, this is Lars. I would just like to share something because Philip had just mentioned it that I 
has have said it because at the moment I'm also in a very challenge, not challenging situation, but I feel that I don't trust myself fully uh, because I would like to form an ACIM group in Munich and I have problems to trust myself fully. On the one hand, I feel guided to do it, but on the other hand, there are a lot of, there's a lot of stuff coming up from my childhood, feelings of unworthiness that I cannot do it and I'm not a social person and something like that. I don't know why, but on the one hand, I really know that everything is right. I cannot do everything wrong. It's all perfect just the way it is. But on the other hand, I was a very shy person when I was young and there's a feeling, okay, you are not able to meet so many different kinds of people. It's not the right way to do. But on the other hand, I feel guided to do it. And this is a little bit difficult for me at the moment. For I still feel, I have had these feelings coming up. And although I really feel that these feelings are not true. So I do a lot of spiritual practice now, but these feelings are still coming up at the moment. This is my situation. They're coming up for a healing, Lars. Yeah, coming up for a healing. That, absolutely. Speaking and for I think the group. The ego. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and, and I, I'm sure it's the ego, too, that's not going to give up without a fight so to speak. And you know what, Lars, what comes up for me is uh, the right and the left hands work together. You know, we've got two hands, they work together. And I think you really did a good job of representing the contrast in life, you know, the duality of life. And, Hmm. you know, working together and uh, the contrast, you know, the, the right and the left and the positive and the negative, we bring it all together and they're separated and we put our hands together and the oneness, you know, if we're able to observe it and uh, feel it on both sides, I think that's what, that's one of our reasons that we, how we learn is the contrast, you know, and I think Mm. the the miracles and and Jennifer, she does a good job of illustrating that because otherwise we wouldn't, you know, if everything was all good or everything was all bad, we wouldn't, we wouldn't experience both, and we wouldn't be so willing to make a choice for the, the higher choice. So that's a that's a good illustration, and you know you're feeling into it, and it's you know it feels, you could feel it. You know you're talking about it, you could feel it. So it's a thank you. You know during I don't know when it was during Secret Circle or something. Jennifer said something that felt very powerful to me. Because sometimes I think I give the ego a bigger identity <clears throat> than it has. The ego is just a thought system. It's just a thought system. And I am interested in supporting a thought system that's different from that one. That's what I'm interested in. And that's what type of thinking I want to have this, that supports Connection with self and connection with spirit, which is myself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carla. Mm-hmm. You said you wanted to have? I would like. Did I say wanted? <laughs> thank you. Oh, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I am so grateful for that. 
I want to tell anybody that if ever I say I want, need, I would like, I would be so supportive of anybody else showing me that, and I'm really, really grateful for that. Thank you, Philip. Grateful, grateful, grateful. I would like to support another thought system. I would like to support myself. Yes. Well, and I was going to say a funny back then when Lars um, speaking for the group, that was my funny. Um, Lars, yeah, I, there is just no doubt in my mind he would be an awesome. And this is not for your ego. Well, maybe it is. Who cares? It's all learning. Facilitator. Because you just have – one of the things of your gifts is whenever someone shares, you then you stay. And forgive me for – <laughs> then you say, I can really relate to what you just said. And that makes the person who shares most of the time feel very, um, well, nice. So, mm-hmm. And plus, plus, you've just grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Philip. But it's, it's just the way really I feel within myself. And I really appreciate it that you have taught me that. I I really feel connected to the group. I really feel connected to what everyone shares because I know that we are all one and every share is also uh, coming up for myself. This is really the wonderful gift of this class. And so uh, it's not a problem for me that I feel these challenges at the moment. It's just a way of learning and growing, I think. And I'm really thankful for it because I remember I once listened to a class from Jennifer where she really said we can be thankful for everything because we have asked for it. This is really important to really know that we ask for everything which shows up in our life. And in my contract, I have uh, written something about I would like to have a tremendous healing this year. So it's absolutely understandable that these problems are coming up. And a lot of problems will come up this year for me. And so I can really be grateful for it. But uh, some from time to time, I'm still in this ego trap. And I really, I, I feel it and I can really observe myself when I'm in this trap. And I'm thankful for that. But I uh, I'm still in this trap and I really uh, know it. And so it's really important to express it and to know that it goes over in a lot in, in some uh, weeks or so. So thank you for expressing it. I, I come up with my two cents here because I want you to say gently. And it's just my feeling. I like to be taught gently and I, I it seems to work for me because things really have been gentle for me and I, I do okay. I'm going to take this opportunity since I'm talking anyway to thank you all for praying for my feeling like I got everything done in San Diego that I wanted to get done and my last thing is packing, and I thought, oh, God, if I just could take everything I wanted to take and didn't have to worry about suitcases. And I luckily went, I got checked in. They upgraded me, and I get to take three suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> I am just so 
grateful. And I, you know, I mean, is is that answered prayer or not? Thank you so much. <laughs> it's just like just the weight of the world. I just instead of having to make decisions, I just throw it in this other suitcase. So, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Chris, that's that's a that's a miracle. You know, it's amazing what she carries from uh, San Diego to Cincinnati to the U.K. One day she came back from the U.K. and she pulled a bar stool out of her suitcase. I'm not kidding. It was a full-size bar stool she pulled out of his suitcase. And it's just hilarious. You're just very comfortable on that bar stool, huh, Chris? <laughs> well, the colors matched here, and they didn't in the UK and it deserved to be here. But then I took a, a wooden TV table there because that matched colors. full size. <laughs> I do. It is. I just can't imagine what the guys, when they inspect my luggage, what they think. <laughs> you know, that laughter is so healing, hearing that laughter. I really... Since we're speaking of laughter, I just want to say, Allison, I really enjoyed your share, and I can't remember where it was from, but when you talked about the Baja retreat, how you were driving that van and you hit a pothole and everybody looked in the mirror and everybody basically hit their head on the ceiling of the van. I don't know, for whatever reason, that just made me laugh so hard, just because... It was just so innocent, and I was so glad that you did feel bad about that experience because I could see where in the past I would have too, but it was just, it, I just thought it was quite funny. <laughs> well, it's Angela on the call, but I'm sure Allison will. Oh, listen. I'm sorry, Angela. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry, but mm-hmm. I'll tell her to tune in. There's a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> were you there, Carlo, when that happened? Were you in that van? Uh, I don't think I was in Baja, but I don't know. I was not. Okay. It could have been. I don't know. I just wasn't there. So, <laughs> um, I I do want to put something out because I have been hiding. <laughs> behind this roommate situation because I had put it out that I wanted to facilitate MLC1 community calls. I I listened in. They usually listen in for like 10 or 15 minutes and they are amazing. I listened in for the whole call and I'm like, wow. I was like blown away by the call. And um, I heard, Philip, you, you, you facilitated by yourself. Right. Bill? Uh no, no, Maggie and I did it. Maggie started oh. I, Maggie Maggie did the opening prayer and I did the Oh, I missed the opening. So So um and so uh, I guess I would like to put it out in the community call that I I don't know how to do that. I'm really nervous about about that. And um so I would be interested if you know I could put my number or something on Facebook. If um, maybe Philip or Maggie, anybody who's done it, could 
kind of talk to me about it because I think I'm really nervous about it. And because I think you have to do stuff on the computer. <laughs> and I'm even, I'm really, I get really anxious when I do anything on the computer. It really is. Um, well, you, you, are you nervous about the computer part or the, the share, uh, facilitating part? Or, or both? Uh, I don't. It's interesting. I've been listening to MLC one from last year, one in the community calls, and I realized that so much of what was taught last year, it was um, I don't know. So I don't think it's the facilitating part I'm concerned about, but I don't. I'm not sure I really know until I do it. You know, sometimes I. I think something, but when I experience it, I experience it differently than what I think. You know what I'm saying? Well, I would definitely encourage you to do it as far as the computer part. I wouldn't worry about that at first uh, because you should do it with someone who's done the computer part for a couple of times so you can get comfortable with that. And, uh I think you're, yeah, I encourage you to do it. I'm sure you'll do just fine. And the community calls, they, they run themselves, as you as you probably recognize today. Yeah. yeah. Not much facilitation, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I just uh, wanted to put that out in the, in the community call because um, I've been hiding behind wanting to do it, but I just kind of wanted to put it out there, because uh, <laughs> it's not so easy for me to hide, then. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is Margo. Um, I need to change the subject. I I just need to talk about something. Great. Excellent. I'm done. Uh, I kind of lost count, but I've lost eight people since just before Thanksgiving. And I'm still taking care of a friend who is in the process of dying. And I was doing really well, and I uh, was believing that at, at the time of every death that um, I was really joyful for that person who passed because now they were out of pain and they were with God and they um, were free of mm -hmm. of this world. And then um, just recently, I realized how depressed I've been. And I didn't, I didn't know it. I've been having trouble getting out of bed, blah, blah, blah. I have a history of, of depression anyway. So it's just what I'm trying to say is it's just interesting that I've been on such a high um, because I'm so happy that these people are are not suffering anymore. And then my whole world kind of came crashing down because then I started feeling my own grief or something like that. So I guess I would just, um, oh, and I started self-medicating again by picking up cigarettes which is not what I want to do. So um, if I could just get prayers maybe this week, people could help me, at least help me put down the cigarettes, that would be 
Fabulous. Thank you. Can you let go of the judgment of the cigarettes, of smoking? I'm, I'm working on it. Yep. It's, I know it's the worst thing to do is to judge myself on that. Prayers for no judgment and acceptance. There you are. Okay. That's good to hear. Margo? Yep. This is Linda. Um, Hi. I can relate to what you're saying on a couple of different levels. Um, I've been um, helping to take care of my mom who just had that surgery, and she tends to go to depression as well. And mm-hmm. um, I also uh, picked up cigarettes again while we've been going through this, which is um, <laughs> really kind of not a smart thing to do because, uh, you know, the smoking can cause a lot of the same ailments that she appears to have. Um, so I've been on occasion judging and um, berating myself for doing that. But I know that when I no longer feel that I need them, I will be able to gently lay them aside. And so I'm more interested in being loving with myself mm-hmm. and not um, berating and belittling myself because I did that. Um, both my sister and my father smoke like chimneys, so, <laughs> you know, it was difficult for me to be around them all the time during this whole ordeal um, and not pick them up. So I'm just like figuring that um, the more my mother becomes independent and um, my father doesn't need so much help, the less I will be going over there and the less temptation I will have and I will mm-hmm. be able to release it as I release the judgment of myself for doing it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> awesome. It's good to know that um, I'm not alone. That's good. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, and I'm, I'm not condoning smoking by what I'm about to say, but one of my first teachers, uh, I haven't, talked to him in a long time, was Tom Carpenter. He wrote the book Dialogue of Awakening. Um, He was one of the first to channel Jesus after Helen. You know, there's a lot of people that have. And he smoked then. And that's one of the reasons I was attracted to him as a teacher, because he wasn't, quote, unquote, you know, this holy, perfect image. And quite frankly, that's why I was attracted to Jennifer, because of her past. I mean, I can relate to her imperfections as a teacher that's on the path. So, again, maybe I'm, I, I just, yeah, if you could let go of the judgment. 
I'm speaking for myself. Yep. <laughs> Perfect in our imperfection. And Margaret, I will just continue to pray for you as well. I know when I've had people that have passed away, I am so happy for that person that has died. But then for a long time, I don't feel that way as much anymore. But it's like, oh, but I'm still stuck here, and I'm missing this person. And they are having this fabulous experience now, and I'm stuck here. And I I just, I, I can relate to that grief. And you're just so loving, and I love you so much. And I just. I want you to love yourself as much as I love you. Thank you, Leslie. You're so worth it. And you're a power of example for sure. All Mm. of you are. As are you. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. Yep. Okay, I know it's time, and I've talked a lot, um, but since we're putting out self-judgments, I'm going to add one more in (laughs) self-medicating. I tend to, uh, after a very, after my work week, I tend to, on Friday nights, uh, just vegetate, um, probably eat too much, and watch TV, so um, putting it out there just to put it out there because I think that's an important part of the healing instead of hiding. And prayers, of course, are appreciated. I would like to ask for prayers to release uh, judgments against my mother and father and myself. Anybody else need prayers? Because I have to write everything down, otherwise I don't, I won't remember. Hi, this is Nancy Q. Can you hear me? Yeah. I just woke up. Um, um, I had my left rotator cuff surgery on Thursday morning, so I would appreciate prayers for healing. Thank you. Chris, your prayers for safe travel and all the plans I have for the next 10 days in Cincinnati. 
and this is Leslie, I would appreciate prayers that my temporary part-time position I have now turned into a permanent full-time position because I absolutely love my new job. Mm. And I want it to continue. Thank you. This is Maggie. I'd like to ask for prayers for continuing to release judgments. It's Mary. I would like prayers uh, for the ability to differentiate between uh, spirit and uh, ego guidance. I have to make a couple decisions, and I just feel like my ego's uh, guiding me, and I want to think it's spirit, but I I can't really tell. I've been misguided before in this area. No clarity. Wisdom. Well, this is Carl. I could always use prayers. I don't know what for, but um, I guess... (laughs) I guess to be for willingness to uh, um, willingness to for many and willingness is <laughs> great willingness to release attachments is I think is huge. How much more time do we have? Because now I'm feeling so anxious that I spoke. <laughs> we have just about two minutes, and I was just going to invite anybody who feels moved or inspired to to pray to do so. Can I ask more about your anxiety that you spoke? I'm sorry, what was the question? Is that a question? It, it, it was a, it's a, who spoke about anxiety? They, I, I have a hard time with names and stuff. Oh, it's M- Margo. Margo, thank you. I appreciate that. And so, would you like prayers around that? <laughs> Is that what you're asking for? Or just... No, I was just letting people know that I was feeling really anxious and was just wondering how much more time I needed to feel anxious. <laughs> it's Mary. I would I would just like to thank Margo for sharing because mm-hmm. grief is cumulative. And every time you have a loss, it adds up. And all of a sudden, you know, with eight losses, it, you know, it's like you hit a been hit by a train. So I just want to thank you for reaching out and asking for support because, you know, grief, grief is, um, it's really, it's has, it's unique. And pray. Um, I won't remember all the details of everybody's request, but I'll give it a shot. Um, 
so we put our hand on our heart and we take a deep breath of love and gratitude. And with our hand in our heart, we remind, we remind ourselves that we are wholeheartedly in. We're breathing in love and compassion, and we ask that our higher Holy Spirit self, each and every one of us, the ascended masters, the archangels, surround us with divine love, peace, harmony, joy throughout the week. We release any sense of unworthiness, any sense of lack and limitation, any sense that we're not good enough, and we affirm that we are the love and joy and peace. We are that, and it abides in us continuously. And our sinlessness is guaranteed by God. We are perfect, whole, and complete the way we are. We release any sense of self-improvement, and we embrace the self-acceptance. And we ask for divine guidance in this. We put all of the, uh, anything that we feel lack or any needs, any sense of craving or attachment or aversion, we put that, all of that, on the holy altar of divine love. And in our eyes, third eye, we see it burning away, just burning, burning away, and the vapors are just turning into love and light and embracing all of that. We put it on the holy altar, divine love, and we leave it there, and we expect it to be gone. We affirm it to be gone, um, and we continuously feed ourselves with love and approval. And um, we pray for Margot and her loss and um, Nancy and her shoulder and Chris and her travels and all of us who are having self-esteem, self-worthiness issues, any sense uh, that we're medicating, over-medicating. I, uh, you know, all of us can relate to all of these issues and we just support each other and we're so grateful and thankful for the divine love and space that we can authentically share and request help and share without any judgments or opinions. We affirm it. We allow it to be. In Jesus' holy name, we say amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Love you all. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.